You're listening to Crow's Cast, a podcast by USF St. Petersburg's student newspaper, The Crow's Nest. This week, we'll be discussing politics. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our pre-election special of Crow's Cast. I'm Trevor Marndale, the managing editor of The Crow's Nest, and I'm here with Molly Ryan, our op-ed and features editor. Hello. The presidential election is this Tuesday. We're recording this on Sunday, so unless there's some last-minute election drama, the polls should stay relatively consistent. So uh, let's get into the polls. I honestly thought we were going to have another four years of Trump when election talk began, but I'm starting to think otherwise with these polls that we're seeing. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the uh, dispersion between um, Biden and Trump in 2020 and compare that to Hillary and Trump in uh, 2016, you can see that there is, a, you know, quite a gap. Um, if you look at, I think the numbers for uh, 2016 were around 3.9 in the polling data, and then it finished at 2.1. And then right now you have Biden leading Trump in the national polls uh, by 8.6. So uh, there's definitely a difference here. But, you know, again, we have to reiterate the fact that it's not the popular vote that elects the president, it's the Electoral College. So, you know, we have to take that with a grain of salt and understand that state-to-state polling data um, is relatively close um, in some key states. So uh, it could truly go either way. Yeah. And I mean, it's important to keep in mind that polls are risky to trust because they typically have a large margin of error. But I truly feel people have just overall become more mobilized in this election. So uh, I think a great tool for looking at the election and, you know, the aggregate of the polling data is obviously 538 uh, run by Nate Silver. Basically, what they do is really interesting. They take um, polls and then they uh, apply them to like different scenarios and simulate those poll that those polls and those scenarios over and over again. I think they on the website, they said like around 40,000 times. And then they kind of have this little like uh, map where they show like, oh, this is the likeliness of Biden winning according to our simulation, and then this likeliness of Trump winning or the likeliness of a tie happening, which would ultimately go to Biden because the House chooses the president if there is an electoral tie. So if you look at the uh, forecast right now, it says that Biden has an 89% chance of winning to, uh, and then I think the uh, most updated one said that Trump had 10% chance of winning, and then there was a 1% chance of there being a tie, which, like I said, goes to Biden. So it's like a 90-10 right now, according to 538, which is, it, it is pretty significant, but, you know, I think <laughs> most people do not have the 90-10 mindset right now. I think most people are pretty nervous, uh, regardless of how they feel. I mean, you see a wave of support and like devotion for Trump on the um, more conservative side. But on the other hand, many groups have consolidated and decided to just kind of settle on the Democratic ticket in order to get Trump out of office. Yeah, and it should be really interesting to see how that actually calcifies because, you know, we see all these things online of like, oh, this Republican person's endorsing Biden or oh, this, 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 they're, uh, you know, getting a broad coalition. But like, it'll be interesting to see if that's actually the case and if that actually comes true um, on Election Day. Um, so, Let's get into some some key uh, swing states that we think that not only are they swing states, but that we think will truly decide uh, who wins this election. Because, you know, there's always the ones that are like, you know, generally you have Ohio, Florida, North Carolina, so forth and so on that are all these swing states. But, you know, I think a lot of the swing states, at least if you look at the polls, um, a, a good amount of them go one way or the other. So, for example, like Colorado has been uh, in the talks of a swing state, but that's clearly going Democrat this time, in my yeah. opinion. And uh, Ohio is, is a swing state. Uh, Obama won Ohio 
at a certain point and then Trump won Ohio in 2016. But I and, and you know the polls are close in Ohio, but I, I think that you know pure speculation. I just don't th- feel in my heart that Ohio is going to go blue. <laughs> so you don't feel Ohio is going to go blue? No, I think I I, I feel that Ohio is going to go blue. I feel like the Midwest is. Um, becoming more blue i feel like the younger generations in those states are becoming more mobilized and Mm -hmm. more politically aware like in iowa Iowa's getting a little bit more blue so i I filled out a map and i think biden's going to ultimately win the electoral college around 294 to 244 so i don't think it's going to be a landslide like um, a lot of the polls are showing or um even a you know i don't think the polls are going to be incredibly wrong because there are a lot of people saying that um if you even if you apply the margins of error that uh, that took place in 2016, Biden would still win. So like I, I do believe Biden is going to win unless there's some, uh, <laughs> you know, some tampering uh, that goes on, but uh, that we're seeing right now already. I mean, but, with um, this year, anything's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think uh, if nothing, if no shenanigans take place, and uh, we're ha- we have a free and fair election, uh, the American way. Um, I think that you will see a Biden electoral victory. I think Biden's going to take Pennsylvania, which is what I think is the the true key state out of the three that I named. But I think Trump's going to take Arizona and Florida. Um, I do think, like like I said, they can go either way. But you know, just in my heart, in my I think Arizona (laughs) is going to be blue. Well, yeah, that's possible. I think. Well, if you look at Arizona, I think Mark Kelly is going against Martha McSally for the Mm -hmm. Senate race there. And Mark Kelly's destroying Martha McSally in hmm. uh, in, in the polls, um, at the state level polls there. But you know, I just think Martha McSally isn't very popular. So you could definitely have people who vote for Trump and then don't don't vote down ballot, so forth and so on. But you know, it could go either way. I agree. But um, but ultimately, I think Pennsylvania is going to decide the, uh, the the presidency, and I think Biden's going to win Pennsylvania. Yeah, I I agree. All right, so uh, let's get into uh, the early voting numbers. Um, this is as of uh, November 1st when we're recording this, so uh, keep that in mind. We have, uh, you know, so according to the New York Times, 90.6 million ballots have already been cast as of October 31st, which is 65% of the total votes cast in 2016. So uh, pretty crazy there. I think people are definitely energized, and uh, I think uh, both parties are, are definitely mobilizing their voters. Um, and then if you look at Florida, um, around 8.3 million people have voted, um, and that's 86% of the total votes cast in 2016. So just another example, an important swing state, um, people are definitely mobilized, people are energized, um, and people are definitely getting really involved this year. Something positive we see with this election in, um, in comparison with 2016 is that we've just seen such higher poll numbers and, uh, voter interaction numbers with this election. Um, We saw a record low in 2016. It was just pretty bleak for um, American democracy. But at least with this election, we're seeing a lot more voter involvement. And something crazy is the fact that deep or at least historically deeply red Texas has already surpassed their 20 their entire 2016 voter turnout in early voting. So uh, that's that's crazy to see. Um, And it it could be pointing to uh, Texas, uh, you know, at least turning purple to where, you know, it's a swing state and uh, the Democrats have a shot. And obviously, if you look at the electoral map, if if Democrats were, were to win Texas, it would be over. It would it, There's no path forward for a Republican if you win New York, California and Texas and then all the other um, safe Democrat states. 
Um, so that should be interesting to see, even though I'm still skeptical of all the Democrats who think that like, oh, we're going to get Texas blue. Like, I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, obviously, you know, it could. But uh, I think that's definitely uh, not very likely, especially with like the recent stories coming out about invalidating ballots and all that. Another thing that a lot of people have been talking about is the fact that we may not get the results on election night. What do you think about that, Molly? With all of the mail-in ballots and uh, the drop-in ballots and early voting, I feel like something is bound to get messed up, lost in translation. There is just something bound to happen. I do definitely believe that the counting will not end on uh, election night. Yeah, I think it will entirely depend upon where Florida goes and then how, um, you know, like if there is a high level of voter suppression in certain states, if ballots are challenged in court, that could make the whole legal battle go on for several weeks, let alone a couple days. Um, yeah, but, well, but we might. It's just the fear of seeing another Bush v. Gore. Yeah, yeah. And I definitely understand that. But, you know, I think what the message should be to Americans is that knowing the results on election night is like a modern thing. There's There, there were tons of presidential elections where people did not know the day of who the president was. Um, so I think there's nothing wrong with knowing uh, the results after the election. Um, and if that is the case, then we should not have somebody challenging ballots in court. We should not have somebody prematurely claiming victory. That should not happen. Unfortunately, it may. But um, like I said, I think it'll uh, depend on the Florida results, which we will get certified. I watched on ABC they were talking about. They said that they will certify the results because so many people have voted early, unless it is obviously very close and requires a recount. Um, we'll get that pretty early, so like 7.30, 8 p.m. Uh, on Election Day. And wh wherever Florida goes, uh, we're going to be able to know uh, if it's going to be a close election, if it's going to be a landslide. But we'll see. It should be interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> a, little, a little scared. Yeah, for sure. And that's all for this episode. Uh, in the next episode, we will know, hopefully, who the next president of the United States is. And uh, you can tune in for the post-election episode on Thursday. And make sure to subscribe to The Crow's Nest on YouTube and hit the notification bell to get updates on when a new video has been uploaded. Thanks! Thanks!